Hey guys, welcome back. It's uh, Chris here, and I've got my lovely wife, Justine. Hello. It's good to be back with you guys. It has been a while. We will admit it's been quite a while, and we're excited to uh, uh, get back together and share what we've been up to and kind of uh, what's been on our heart and where we're going from here. Yeah, I think I was looking, and it was like almost a year I think October was the last time we did a po- so it's been almost a year but there has been a lot that has been going on in that year and so I feel like I don't know it'd probably be good for us to just talk about what's been going on <laughs> yeah what uh where do you want to start <clears throat> well I think it all started um I mean, yeah, October was kind of the start of Solomon was eight months old at that point. Yeah. 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 Um, And he just was doing great, but I wasn't doing so great. Um, I just started having a lot of like postpartum depression and I didn't really realize it at the time. I don't know that anyone, if they're going through it their first time, like realizes it right away. We just thought that. Um, I was having an off day or an off week, uh, and then it just kind of kept going. And so, um, well, and there were times too, where, um, because the work that I was doing was with the church, we thought it was like potentially just kind of like attacks of the enemy of like overwhelm and anxiety and things like that. And so we were like praying, um, about that stuff too. And so we weren't really sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what was going on? Basically a lot of things just kind of came to a halt. Um, because I just felt like I couldn't really function. Um, it well, and you were traveling, um, for your job. So that was like one week a month that you were traveling, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes a little bit more than that. And it just, uh, I don't know. I don't think that that helped the cause at all. No. Um, what would you, what do you feel like, what did it feel like for you? Like as the husband going through it that? It felt or like, like I was drowning. It felt like you were drowning. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the craziest part about it is because it feels like we both were kind of like at our worst because it felt like nothing that I could do could like help. And as a man, that's like a really helpless place to be is to feel like you can't fix things. Um, And it also felt like I was also kind of going crazy because I was like, why is it that I'm doing all the right things and like putting all the right inputs in but not getting the right outputs, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. like doing everything I can that at least to like help out and yeah to help yeah. and to serve you and to love on you and to protect our time and to change the way we were working and traveling and yeah it's hard which it did um kind of help bring to light like some things that we did kind of need to adjust in our lives and our schedules and kind of like priorities and stuff um And one book that really helped me kind of like put it into perspective, um, is a 
book by John Mark Comer called um, My Name is Hope. And that was really helpful in just um, seeing it from like a bigger picture. Um, So we started trying to figure out, okay, what is it that is like kind of out of balance in our lives or like what kind of things can we adjust so that we um, are... I don't know, try and like, can kind of dig ourselves out of this, mm-hmm. feel these feelings and kind of like this desperation and overwhelm and. Yeah. Um, how, how did you handle it? Like for me, I mean, we, we talked a lot about just on a daily, like, Hey, how are you doing today? anything I can do like little stuff, you know, but Mm -hmm. then it just felt like one day it was kind of like, I looked back and I was like, wait, things have been really good. So somewhere along the lines, like by God's grace, it started to lift and, you know, hormones or whatever it is after you have babies that, you know, (laughs) levels back out. But, um, what, was there anything going on in your head during that time? Things that shifted or things that made a a drastic improvement for you? Well, I feel like just being like open and honest with you about what I was feeling was huge. So just like very open, honest communication of like, like it was literally even the dishes in the sink just felt like, so overwhelming like crippling to where like I couldn't even do them because it was just such an overwhelming feeling so just being honest with you about like I just need you to do the dishes or like just take the boys for a little bit um yeah just talking communicating being super open about uh what we were feeling what I was feeling specifically how my day was going Um, if I noticed like any specific triggers that, um, like made the feelings of like overwhelm worse, just communicating those to you. Um, I'm trying to think of like, uh, we started asking for help of like, just when you were gone, having someone come over and hang with the kiddos for a little bit. So I could just get um, little bit of breaks or like I would send Asher to my mom's next door. Um, yeah, that was huge to get. Yeah. Just little breaks where I could, um, because I'm one, this is kind of where like self-awareness and especially the Enneagram, which we've talked about a little bit before really helped in knowing like my personality type. Um, is one that wants to help, but doesn't want to ask for help. And so recognizing that and realizing like, I just need to ask for help. There's so many people that are so willing to help with so many things. If I just ask, um, and like verbalize what I'm needing and feeling. So there was like that aspect, but I also feel like there's just an aspect of like, like you were saying of hormones. Um, cause I feel like it was right about a year or so when, um, it started to feel better, which, and this was another thing that really helped was talking about it with other people. Like just saying like, I don't know what's going on. I just feel so overwhelmed by everything and talk. Like I just had a few close friends that I 
like talk to about that. And it helps so much because they each had a little bit of a different perspective that all like culminated to help me feel better overall. So one, um, mama, dear friend of mine said, um, which just was so encouraging of like that during this time of life with these kiddos, these ages is just like, you're just in the thick of it. (laughs) And, and it's just hard when they're little. And so just hearing that of like, it's okay that it's hard. That's just a season that, you know, they're little and, um, but like it will pass. That was super encouraging. I had another mama that was like, what are you doing to get help and, um, have other people help you? Like, do you need to get a house cleaner once a month? Um, do you need to go, are you guys going on date nights? Just like very specific questions of how are you doing overall to take care of yourself? Um, so that was super helpful. Uh, another mama that said that she started that right around the same time, um, she started feeling the same way and it had to correlate with like, this might be getting too specific, but, um, when you kind of stop breastfeeding so much as you're introducing more like solid foods and the hormone shift that happens with that. Um, and so that was encouraging to know. And she was also told me that at around a year, which ended up being what it was with Solomon was when it kind of lifted for her and she felt more normal. So that was encouraging. And so that was a big one of just like opening up to people, which is not something that I like comes easy for me. You are really good at just opening up to people the moment, whoever, (laughs) yeah, the moment that you meet them. Um, and I just am not, I'm a little more guarded in that area. And so being just honest and open, even with, with me. Yeah. 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 So being honest and open with you about what's going on or what I was feeling, or even if I didn't know what was going on, but just like trying to explain as much as possible. And then with other mamas too, um, I think there's just something huge about knowing that you're not alone. And that's just something that comes with like community too. I think that's God, why God created community for us is so that we know like we're in this together. We have other people, but anyways, that's a whole other (laughs) topic, but yeah. So I think it was a culmination of things, um, hormones kind of like balancing back out and then all the other things. So I don't need to rehash those, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Would, uh, I mean, so for everyone listening, we, we took some steps to like, I, because I was traveling a week or two a month for work, like full weeks at a time, um, just kind of depending on the month and the, the travel schedule that I had to put in place for myself. Um, I, I went to my work and was just like, Hey, um, you know, I need to take some time. I need like six weeks or more. Like, so we, we pressed pause. We made some changes like that in order to kind of allow me to stay home and to be helpful and to, to walk through this process together. But, um, well, and that's you when know. we instituted like our Sabbath and like very intentional times of rest throughout mm-hmm. our weeks. Um, yeah. To where we're like turning our phone off even and just like having family time, quiet time, downtime that's not going always. And I think that helped 
like it was just so many different things. I think we just realized that something needed to change. And so we kind of like <laughs> went for it with a quite a few different things of like, we're going to get back on track. Well, I think we, we realized that we weren't living the life that we were designed to live and that we also felt called to live. Like, yeah, we were, we were, I don't know, just going too fast, too hard for too long. And we were, um, we're designed to rest we're designed to have rhythms in our life. And so we were, I think we were over stretched in that sense. And then I think that we just feel called by the Lord to just do things differently and to like, to not get sucked into the cultural norms and the way that society takes you. And I think, I think you're right. That was like the beginning of, even though we'd already kind of gone down that path quite a bit, like it was the beginning of like a serious transition phase in our life where we started to really take action intentionally on those things. And I think it was unfortunate to have any kind of postpartum stuff, but it was also kind of like a grace that God gave us to like force us into, um, taking a hard look and making tough choices Yeah, that were for really our health and our benefit in the long term. But one thing I just remember too, is like you started, um, being very intentional with getting me out of the house or giving me like a morning off to where I could not be, you know, interrupted with my Bible reading by kiddos or whatever, like just have a morning of complete peace and quiet. <laughs> and so that was helpful too. I think, yeah, so many, many things, but is there anything that you feel like, um, you would have changed for us or done differently now looking back? Cause it's been, I mean, started I th- earlier. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And we were, oh, geez. Like started earlier as far as like, like all of it, helping us feel better, switching to all of it. Yeah. I think we went probably three or four weeks of just like you being overwhelmed and neither of us knowing what to do. Yeah. Before we even feeling kind of stuck before we did anything abnormal or out of our ordinary, mm-hmm. like daily routine. Yeah. It was so kind yeah. Of like. I would have just started earlier. Yeah. It almost felt like we, it's been working. So why isn't it still working? You know, just kind of keeping the same flow of life and. Yeah. You know, I think it's interesting. Like Jesus, um, you know, comes to bring us rest and we're told not to be anxious for anything, but like, that doesn't tell us that we like will never feel anxiety or overwhelm like um because we're not Jesus but like i think it's an it's always an indicator that something's wrong or that like something needs to be assessed yeah and i think that when you started feeling that my response should have been wait a second anxiety is not normal and it's not from the lord so like well it's more depression not Cause I didn't have like fear, you know, it wasn't like that anxiety. It was more just like overwhelm, burnout, depression feelings. Those are all, I mean, yeah, I would categorize them all in the same thing. Like, yeah. Um, 
I think anxiety, I've, I've seen some studies like anxiety is actually like a symptom of depression. It's like rooted in, um, so I, I would say they're all probably either demonic or they're a result of like us living outside of the design that God created, which is pretty normal in American Western society, you know? Yeah. And we just, we don't have an off switch. We don't know how to rest. We don't know how to have rhythm in our life. We don't know what Sabbathing looks like. We are always pursuing the next thing. I mean, that this has been us for yeah seven years, you yeah. know? <laughs> it's like, man. So I feel like those are always red flags pointing us towards like, hey, something is right now happening outside of God's design, you know, or something's off. Yeah, something's yeah. continuing in a in a way that is not like in line with probably the healthy way God designed us. Yeah, totally. Um do you feel like there's anything that you could you would say to husbands like to help them help their wives? <laughs> yeah, I mean for starters like don't get to where we did. So like protect your wife and, um, create margin, create space, create time for, for her to have, um, some of what she needs, um, in terms of quiet space, prayer, Bible reading, things like that. I mean, Mm -hmm. those are really valuable. And, and also just like assess it with a clear head. Cause I thought all along that you were getting the time that you needed, Mm. And if you have a wife like mine, she won't tell you that she's not getting the time that she needs yeah. until it's well, too and late. I'm very like introverted too. So I need more time than most um, to feel like recharged and refreshed and yeah. like, ready to give back to you, the kiddos. Yeah. So if you guys are Enneagram folks listening and your wife is a two, then be like really vigilant about just like in the most loving way possible, just digging and digging and digging. Um, if you sense that something is kind of like off and and don't dig in an annoying way. I do that sometimes and have to repent for it. But, um, like if you sense that something is off, God has gifted you with what you need to be her husband. And so, just trust that and lovingly pursue your wife and understand what's going on because she'll probably hold it in until it's too late. And then it'll be really like you don't blow up at anything really. Like yeah. it's not like a knockdown drag out fight or anything like that, but it's like an emotional culmination that is not healthy for yeah. her. So I would say that um, if you're not sure what your wife's Enneagram is, I mean, Um, I would encourage you guys to do it, but I would also say like if she's an introvert at all and she could tell you probably whether she is or not, like, do you feel recharged after spending time with people or do you feel drained? It's not about how outgoing you are or about how much of a people person you are, but it's about how, how you recharge and whether or not you're filled up and recharged with energy by quiet or filled up and recharged with energy by people. Um, 
because a lot of people are actually like surprised when I tell them that I'm introverted because I am outgoing. Like I don't have a problem going up and introducing myself to people or, you know, striking up a conversation or trying to help people feel welcome in certain environments or situations. But that doesn't mean that yeah. like, like by the end of, um, like a gathering of like, whether it's a barbecue or church or whatever, like I'm just kind of exhausted. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's true. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. So figure out what your wife is and, if she's introverted, like give her more space. So right now, um, we'll share with you guys. I mean, I, I just am transitioning jobs. Um, and I am taking, um, it quite the sabbatical and I've got extra margin. And, and so, you know, right now, like we're, uh, we're in our first like real week of kind of creating some schedules for stuff. Um, cause we've got swim lessons for one of the boys and all that kind of stuff. But, um, really the biggest thing is I'm making space where one of the days in the week, Justine has the full first half of the day all to herself. Like she's basically gonna, she could come back after nap time really if she wanted to or needed to. Um, and then, you know, uh, half the mornings during the week, she's getting all of her own quiet time and, um, uh, the boys are not, uh, you know, uh, interrupting her quiet time in the morning. I'm handling, you know, wake ups and bathroom breaks and the crying and whatever else comes our way with toddlers. So, um, but yeah, just making, making space. So, um, I'm changing jobs. We just kind of dropped that bomb on you and then kept going with the, <laughs> the space. So, yeah. um, yeah, I'm leaving the company that I was working at for past four years. Um, first of all, it's an incredible company, incredible job. I was, um, selling, um, church technology, um, you know, mobile apps and, uh, generosity solutions and things like that for churches. Um, and it was crazy cool. I got to work with about 1,200 um, of the top churches in the country and just really get to know amazing leaders all over. all over. And uh, um, probably about two or three years ago, uh, shout out to a, a friend of mine uh, from the Hillsong family that um, just basically um, sat me down and was like, hey, I never say this to anybody. Um, usually not even people that I know, but you know, what's after, what's after push pay. And, um, he kind of had encouraged me prophetically, um, to something that I had felt called to for many years, which is to preach and teach and, uh, to be more involved in, you know, ministry. And, um, what we kind of started sensing was that the season for us working at this company was kind of coming to an end, but, it was interesting. I mean, that was, uh, that was almost three years ago when that happened. And then, um, starting to sense a time of transition was approaching was probably what, six, eight, 12 months ago. Um, yeah, I feel like January is when we really started talking about what it would look like. Right. Cause 
That's when we had. Yeah, it's about. Our friends over. Yep, it was about four or five months after the whole, uh, you know, postpartum thing took yeah. us off the uh, podcast map here, you know. <laughs> yeah. We're circling so, back. To yeah, the there's yeah. been a lot going on. So, you know, one of the things we wanted to talk about as we kind of explore that is like how you make a decision like that as a couple. Because that's, it was, it was not easy, you know, and, and I think my personality is to make decisions really quickly and I know what I want. (laughs) Um, and I tend to always be really good about asking God what to do and then always fail on the follow-up question, which is when, um, so really proud of you for like how you were just so patient in this process. Thanks boo. Yeah, (laughs) it was tough. It was something I was really trying to be intentional with because I knew that I would just make a decision and go with what I wanted when I wanted it rather than saying all right Lord I hear you like you know so many people are like and I would have been one of them oh I'm supposed to be an overseas missionary great and they sell everything and they move to India but like little do they know the Lord had it in plans for them 10 years from now you know or whatever it is or someone wants to plant a church and so we're just trying to be really intentional with that um, it was lots of conversations. How you feeling this week? How, you know, anything new come like into your head? Are are you learning anything in scripture that kind of is pointing to an answer somehow? Or, Mm -hmm. and we were just asking the Lord for clarity and confirmation. And, and then once we had that timing and. Well, and even like talking to people that we trust, like our parents, your parents, my parents, um, getting their wisdom of like, this is kind of what we're feeling. Do you have any like red flags about that or any thoughts, feelings, things to consider anything? Cause it's, it's nice to have like an outside perspective, somebody that's not like emotionally invested in the decision one way or another to kind of look in and say, this is what I'm feeling. Yeah. And pastors. And we had a lot of people that we'd kind of spent time with. And, you know, there is, there's wisdom in a multitude of counsel first. Right. Um, but the second thing is, is that, you know, I was, I was actually just talking to a friend about this today, but, um, said like, God will give wisdom freely when you ask for it. Like scripture tells us that if we ask, then he'll provide it. And I think we have a preconceived notion oftentimes of what that looks like. He'll be like, he'll give me some kind of wisdom. And that's like, it's basically marching orders, but that's not the case, you know, like, um, and so, I think it was interesting to to kind of get the feedback from everybody and to start to gather a sense from people. And what was really cool is there was some reservation in. I, I think I sensed it was. I don't think it was ever really verbalized, but we sensed a few people have some reservation about it. Um, but that was you know six eight months ago, and now as we've 
we moved into saying, hey, I think this is the time. I think we're going to make this decision. We had um, total support. And yeah. it was like another area of confirmation for us. But Yeah, um, totally. And I think something that um, was said to me like a long time ago, um, and there I agree with it in one sense and then not in another, but it was like, um, and you'll have to tell me like what you think about it, <laughs> <laughs> but the, it was like, is this a theological debate on the podcast? No, or no. Um, they said that they don't ever make a decision unless they're like united in that decision, which I 100% agree with. Like if your spouse is like, I really just don't agree or don't feel like this is right. Um, I don't think that that is a good area to kind of step into. Um, but also making sure that you each are prayerful to the point where, um, if it is something that your spouse is really like feeling, especially you as the husband, like there are times where I might say, Hmm, I don't know about that. But then I, like God will just kind of quicken in my heart, like just trust him. Like you just have to trust him to lead your family and, um, like see what I will do in, in it. Uh, and so I would say it could be easy to kind of take that saying of like, don't make a decision unless you're united and like use it against your spouse of like, well, we shouldn't do this because we're not united and I'm not, I don't agree to this or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But just like humbling yourself enough to say, God, what is it that you want? If this is what you want, then I'm going to trust in it. Even if like I, in this circumstance or like right now don't feel like it would you say what would you say about that (laughs) yeah I mean I agree wholeheartedly not to make big decisions in your marriage or in ministry or family unless you're in agreement with your spouse um the caveat to that is that it only works like you said if if both parties are prayerful and God honoring like Husbands, if you're making decisions that you expect your wife to get on board with, uh, you'd better be answering to Jesus. Yeah. That's kind of like, that's where your authority is derived from. You don't have any authority in and of yourself, but um, Christ is the head of you as the husband um, as you're the spiritual leader of your home. So if your wife is going to, you know, this is always such a touchy word. If your wife is going to submit to you from the biblical, like, definition of submit, um, you'd better be submitted to Christ, which means that <laughs> you've got a heavy, heavy load to carry. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's hard to ask your spouse to, like, submit to you if you're not submitting. Your, like, Jesus submitted himself. Yep. Yeah. And he was God in flesh. Yep. So... So yeah, it's like, um, I absolutely agree. Be in agreement. Don't make, and, and here's the thing, like you don't have to let go of something that you feel strongly about just because your spouse disagrees. 
it might be God's way of protecting you. Like for us, I think oftentimes there's circumstances where Justine doesn't agree with me for a period because the timing is wrong and I just want to go do things when I feel like I'm supposed to go do something, but I never ask when. So she's like, hold your horses. (laughs) I'm going to like sit on it for six months because that's how I am as an introvert and I'm just going to think about it. Yeah. We balance each other out in that. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think it's good. That's a good way to make decisions. The other thing is like, um, I really think what was most powerful for us is um, we have some mentors that um, really helped us kind of understand on a deeper level the value of having some strong pillars for our family and some and understanding how to really cast vision and create a mission statement. We. We'd always known that and we kind of dabbled in things like that, but never really been serious about it. And we, we got serious about it. And what happens when you put down who you are as a family and you write down your calling, you write down the pillars that you will live by. Um, you know, for us, it's, you know, we have, we have eight of them, but it's like living multi-generationally. It's, uh, being apprentices to Jesus. It's um, uh, healthy bodies and some different things. We've got eight of them, right? And if that's what our family is standing on, um, and that's how we're going to carry out the mission statement for our family, the way that we'll feel called to impact the world for the kingdom, um, all of our decisions have to answer to that. And so everything bends to that if you don't have anything written down and you don't have anything clarified, then making decisions um, actually is a lot easier because you just do what you want to do um, in the moment rather than um, having to say no. That sounds really good and that's great and it's a really amazing opportunity and I love this job and I love these people and I make good money and all these things, um, but it's actually not in alignment with who we are as a family and where we feel God's calling us. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the businesses do this all the time. They, they catch a vision for what they're going to do and how they're going to impact, um, what kind of services they're going to offer, what market they're going to go after. And then they, they are laser focused on that. And it keeps people that sell, um, copy machines from trying to, you know, market used cars, right? Like, clarity focus and so why doesn't the family do that so when we started really doing that it made making decisions a lot easier we we pretty much knew i think once we did that that like it was time to leave push bay yeah and it was like okay when how yeah that kind of stuff um yeah absolutely so now you're on sabbatical yeah now i'm taking two months off (laughs) It's um, funny because everyone's like, what are you going to do? And <laughs> so what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, so... so people want to know. People want to know. They have needs. Um, so the first two weeks, we just took all time for family. The phones are pretty much off of our bodies those whole two weeks. Um, deleted all the apps on my phone, so I had no notifications. Was off social. Um you know, my work required that I had, uh, for all of you tech geeks out there, I had Slack, I had 
um, email plus all my personal emails. Um, yes, there are multiple for different businesses and ministries and stuff. Um, I had my, uh, calls and, um, text messages and all sorts of things tinging all the time. My phone is blowing up constantly. And so like, it was kind of a detox from that. Um, and just family time. Now we're on, what is this week three? Yeah. End of week three. And we, we're doing swim lessons, like I had mentioned earlier, um, but I'm starting to do more stuff. I'm, I'm currently doing some writing and some um, kind of, call it blogging, if you will, preparation stuff for some other projects we're working on and uh, um, doing kind of half days, kind of smack dab in the middle of the day so that it overlaps with nap time and then it's family time in the evening. Yeah, so it's kind of allowed you to put your focus on some passion projects that you've had for a long time that you haven't necessarily been able to commit a lot of brain power to cause you've been just working, which is understandable, but yeah. And I think the, I think the thing that most people miss when they think about traveling for work is I don't really know that most people recognize the impact it has on their kids until they're far removed from it. But like we were making massive adjustments every two to three weeks. It was like, um, I'm here and mom's been running the household and doing the discipline and doing all the stuff. And now, Hey, dad is home. And trying to like readjust it reminds me of like mini deployments in the military totally. even though we didn't have kids but like knowing what that was like for the guys that I was working with who did is tough um, and, and our friends are you know military vets that had multiple deployments too and they know what all that was like too yeah when they um, had kids yeah we were just talking to a friend the other day and he was saying that it was tough when he got home. He didn't even want to like be involved in any kind of like disciplinary conversations of any sort because he was trying to like, like reclaim his kids' hearts. Um, and it's just hard. And that, that I think I, I have a little different personality than him. So for me, it was like, I would come home and it's like, all right, time to get down to business. Like why, why are you acting this way? Um, to the kids, not Justine. Um, <laughs> why are you acting this way? Let's shape this up. Let's train this out of you. Like, you know, and like, um, not quite drill sergeant, but more like, you know, um, let's, let's fix things rather than chasing their hearts. So, um, well, and it just was hard for our family to get any kind of like real rhythm down because we would just get into yeah. kind of like a weekly rhythm and then you would be packing up to go again. So, yeah. or just getting back. And so we're trying to get back in the swing of things. It was a lot of, yeah, trying to get back in the swing of things and then getting you prepped to go again, which we had a pretty good system down with how much you travel, but it's still, um, you know, there's yeah. just the everyday things that need to happen and then talking it through with the boys, especially Asher of like, okay, dad is going to go again. And 
you know, we, um, we kind of in the process of all of that kind of switched our mindset to more of, Hey, we're a team and we're sending dad to go do this work and we're going to be praying for him while he's gone. He's going to tell us about what he's been up to and keep us updated so that we know, um, what even more we can be praying for and stuff. But, um, yeah, even like making that switch was super helpful in having just kind of a different perspective and, um, being more of a united front as a family, but it also, uh, was still hard to just function in the way that we wanted our family to function. Some families can function well and they like thrive off of kind of the go, go, go. Um, but we knew that for our family, a big like center focus, obviously Jesus, but rest and enjoying one another, being together with each other. Um, we enjoy being with our kids, so we want to be with them as much as we can, as often as we can. And that's just not realistic when you just have to be gone. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of hard stuff. And I think one of the things that um, I tried to be really intentional with, I, I remember reading in um, a John Maxwell book um, probably five years ago. And something that stuck out to me is he said that experience is the best teacher only if you take time uh, to reflect on what you learned. Experience is like when the world gives you a test first and then the lesson after but you have to take time to pause and reflect in order to catch the lesson. And so my hope was, okay, what am I going to spend time doing that's going to help me catch whatever lesson this was? And so I actually spent a full day um, by myself last week. Was it last week? Uh-huh. Yeah. And I just went through a bunch of questions for myself, like, you know, what went well? What surprised me? What did it teach me? What am I noticing or having hunches about? And that could be about where I came from or our family or myself personally. Um, what needs to be left behind? Like what what kind of stuff do I need to to push off? And then to look ahead, like what do I need or, or how do I need to kind of evolve in the next season? And what do I need to change and improve? And what are my top goals and things like that? And so you just kind of um, go through this process of actually reflecting, which I've never done before. I, I've never been good. I'm I'm always moving forward. I'm a go getter, um, in the worst of ways, in the best of ways. And and so like for me, I just jump to the next thing and I'm excited about the next thing. So it's go, go, go. But I wanted to take time and say, push pay, my job there has been an incredible, an incredible journey. Um, what did I learn? What did it teach me? Um, good, bad, ugly most all good. Um, and like, what am I going to take with me and what am I going to leave behind? Um, so that's been a big part of this and I just wanted time to pray through that and spend time with the Lord and let him kind of reveal some of that to me. Um, but yeah, I think everyone, if you, if you have a chance between ventures or jobs or, or different things like that, we have friends who, you know, used to take a month, a year, um, off mm-hmm. just to go. Do they not anymore? Um, I think that's a couple weeks now, but, 
Um, you know, I think that's, I think that's something everyone should try to work into their rhythms. Um, what would you say to somebody that says, well, it's just not possible. Like maybe somebody that's in a job that they love, they're not going to be switching. So there's not going to be, you know, like a transition period or, um, yeah, they just feel like that's not possible. I think there's probably always a way. I think I'm convinced of that. Um, I think my personality is probably like those people where my first inclination is like, oh, that won't work. <laughs> yeah. But I think what I've found over the years with my lovely wife here, um, pushing in on my buttons and saying, well, let's just talk about it. Let's see what we can figure out. I, I think there's, there's got to be a way. And if there's not a way for you to find healthy rest and rhythms in your life, um, you're probably in the wrong job. Um, I'm not telling you to go quit tomorrow or anything. Don't. I'm not responsible for that stuff. You guys make your own decisions. But I, I think those are hard questions you got to start asking yourself is, what does the Bible say about rest and rhythms and silence and solitude and time and and um, how does my life reflect that? And is what I'm doing God honoring and honoring to myself and my physical body and my spiritual health and emotional health and physical health? And if it's not, I think it's time for a, a hard conversation at least. Um, yeah. And I feel like my biggest thing or my one thing I would say is just the benefits outweigh the like hard potentially hard parts of it if that makes sense like we listened to this podcast well it's been a while now but a, the guy took a whole year off of work a whole year sabbatical which how, is biblical by the way <laughs> yeah. it actually is yeah um which maybe we should do like a whole podcast on like rest sabbath because sabbatical is comes from sabbath right like it's like the same word um yeah anyways but um and like how in that whole year that he was um off you know god provided when they needed provision they were intentional about saving up until that point so that they were prepared and um just really saw the value in it. So yeah, I would say there is always a way. Sometimes it could it you might not be able to take a sabbatical tomorrow, but like can you take one next year? Or in two years if you just start saving money, putting money aside to make it happen. It's been so I mean, we're only three weeks in out of what, six weeks or something? Eight, Eight weeks. Eight and, lovely uh, weeks. <laughs> um, and it's just been so refreshing. Um, yeah, I think that... Guys, I'm doing be. house projects. <laughs> like, oh. I'm fixing stuff, and I want to. And well, not the things that I want fixed, though. <laughs> I did all your things today. No. Oh. Well, we could talk about that later, but... <laughs> <laughs> The only thing I didn't do today that she asked me to do was shampoo the carpets, <laughs> which we'll get around to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
I'm excited because we're starting to get, we're working on getting a rhythm of podcasting back into our weekly rhythms so that we're more consistent with it. We both feel like we are in a position where we have the energy and the mental and emotional capacity to do it. And so, um, yeah, I think I'm excited for what's ahead. Yeah, as am I. Well, we're going to shut it down here. It's been 48 minutes. We love you guys and appreciate all of you who listened to the end. Um, but we're back. We've got lots to say, apparently. Um, we'll try to uh, keep our um, episodes a little bit more cohesive in terms of a topic or something like yeah. that moving forward. But we wanted to share our heart with you guys, let you know what we've been up to, what we're working through, wrestling through, and um, we haven't even uh, broken the surface on that. So excited to share our heart and our life with you. And thanks for for listening and we'll uh, catch you guys next week.